Hello and welcome to the Good Day Podcast. I am your host, Elias C. Sampaio. I am an author and a graduate of Christ for the Nations Institute's pastoral major. Join in on the conversations where we will laugh and cry from our everyday struggles to pointless rants of life. It's always a good day, no matter what, is my Hakuta Matata. So now, take a moment to breathe and say, it's always a good day, because if we are still breathing, we still have a chance. Welcome back to the Good Day Podcast with your host, Leah Sampaio. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for listening to the intro again. And uh, we're going to start with the belt of truth. This episode 5, I believe. 5. Chapter 4 of my book, Entangled. The belt of truth. Having graded your... Your waste with truth, Ephesians six fourteen. The truth truth can only occur when there are no more lies. If we have lies on our lips and we walk deceiving, trying to go get ahead in this world, using our fellow brothers and sisters for our own personal gain, with evil intentions in our hearts, we will not have the strength of character to grip onto this belt of truth. In order to attain the belt. Paul is speaking of, we must step into the lights and leave the darkness behind us. We are Christians made to walk fully in, into the light of righteous, righteousness. Jesus Christ has taken us out uh, from the darkness and into the light of truth. A guard who awakens from a deep sleep to his city's cries for help. Pause. I'm going to pause real quick. Uh, before I read this part, this is the part where I was trying to create the little universe of the story of the guard sleeping and and uh, you know the the people coming in to attack. But because this was my f- first book, I feel I feel personally I feel like it wasn't as good. It's not as good as the first book, the second book I've wrote, the second book, The King. In that sense, when I said I feel like it's a higher quality book it's in the sense of as a book as a book it's in itself as a project i created that universe i created the little atmosphere atmosphere the writing is i believe it's a lot better than this writing on this book and yeah take a look at it uh so back to it back to the book uh a guard who awakens from a deep sleep to To his city's cries for help. Must make a choice to fight off these invaders. Or run away and stay in hiding. Without a moment to think. Enemies appear under his watch. Watchtower. And he must rush to put his armor. Beginning with his belt. Who is the father of lies? Who abides in darkness? Don't give room. For the devil to play in your house. Even the smallest lie can become a big issue in our walk of faith. In the book, 15 Characteristics of effective past- of, of an Effective Pastor, written by Kevin W. Manoni, Larry Lockmer, they speak of a problem called Destination Deception. It is when a pastor thinks he is above the law, when he begins to slack in his walk, which causes him to stumble and not confront his flaws. 
Followers of Christ shouldn't be deceitful or have deceitful or have evil intentions to use people for their personal gain. But it happens. We are but it happens. We are only human. We're not perfect. It's a sad excuse from white lies to lies of deception. We tend to lie to each other due to the fear of rejection so we so that we remain hidden. Usually a person will typically lie when they are confronted about an issue they struggle with. We can all think of a situation where you felt the need to lie due to the fear of disappointment, rejection, or not being understood. For most of us, fear is the biggest reason we tend to lie. Let's use an example of a husband or wife. They may lie to each other about certain problems they may be facing in their marriage due to the fear of not being understood or the rejections to their personal feelings. They hid in the dark. They hide in the dark as long as they can, praying for the issue just to go away. But unfortunately, things that remain hidden will never just go away. Unless you bring it into the light and deal with the problem appropriately, countless times in the Bible, we can see situations where an evil spirit or an issue needed to be revealed before it was before it ever cast out or handled correctly look into the healing or miracle that Jesus performed king jesus never searched for the sick or the demon possessed you will never read jesus playing hide and seek with a demon or looking under the table for the sick to be healed the people knew who jesus was and how he operated in the light so they would come to him in the middle of the day surrounded by crowds of people with no fear of rejection or disappointment not afraid to be misunderstood and after all these encounters miracles would happen would occur if you desire the armor of Yahweh you must let go of the things that bind you starting with lies deception evil intentions and hidden things hidden things Let's use an example that seemed to have been growing in a, into a big problem in the last few generations. And it doesn't seem to be getting any better. I'm going to pause right there before I continue. The part where I'm mentioning about people going to Jesus. You can see in all the stories that Jesus that people run to Jesus. They, they scream out the problem. Lord, heal me. Lord, help me. Lord, you know. They, that's what I, what I meant. What I try to capture in, in the point of I'm saying that. They would go out to God and they would shout his their issue. They wouldn't wait for God to come to them, you know. Uh, so, continuing. Imagine a married man or woman who may have a secret addiction to porn. This, is, this individual will not have the strength to overcome his or her addiction by themselves. Nonetheless, in secret. That is true. Okay, he or she must come into the light. The individual must come to the understanding of accepting the transformation he or she needs by seeking out a responsible and loving leader who will treat with respect and not air out the dirty laundry. The same goes for all of us. If you have been struggling with lying and have been deceiving others, not coming clean with your failures, pretending to be something you're not, 
it's time to let go of the past and cut off all ties from the dark from this dark influence over your life whatever it may be find a true leader who can who you can depend on for help bring what you hide in the dark how, bring what you hide in the darkness into the light don't hold on to your don't hold on to your secrets don't wait for the issue to get worse get out of control Remember the characteristics of God. Remember the Lord is our good father. And every time a son has done something bad, the good father will bring discipline into his beloved son's life. Not to shame him, but to protect him from evil. Most of us grew up with any... Most of us who grew up with any kind of parental... Parent... parent, Oh my gosh, I am sorry. Parent... Parental guardian understand this feeling of of once in their childhood doing something really dumb then getting caught and being punished for it. And when we all reflect back, most of us can say, thank God I got caught. That punishment knocked some sense into me. What was I thinking? What was I thinking doing something that dumb and stupid? So, pause right there. Yeah, so... Yeah, you have to come out in the, you know, little commentary. You have to come out. You got to say, find the people you can trust on. Find, you know, people you can actually, who can actually give you a good testimony of, of what to do and all this stuff. And, yeah. Remember, continuing. Uh, even I once remember when I was about 12 or 11 years old, a good friend and I, at the time, had a genius idea to grab little rocks and throw them at the passing cars on the street. I know what you're thinking. That's an awesome idea. I wish I thought of that when I was younger. Well, it's too late now, anyway. Yeah, pausing. Yeah, I did. I had some stupid ideas when I was young. It's crazy. Uh, going back. This good friend of mine and I lived in the same apartment complex right next to the main road. We had found this perfect wall in between us in the street outside the complex where cars were passing by every second of the day. So we began to have the time of our lives throwing the rocks over the wall. With each hit, we could hear a loud sound of the rock hitting the windshields and the hoods of the car passing by. It was crazy. You should have been there. Obviously, I'm joking while I'm reading this stuff. Uh, while I'm writing, it's like... Uh, I mean, it actually did happen, but when I'm saying, oh, you should have been there, it was awesome. I'm joking. I obviously regret all of that because that's so stupid. Could have A lot of bad things could have happened. But anyway, I'm going to continue. 20 minutes had gone by, and we were still having fun. So we began to get more daring with the size of the rocks, trying to throw bigger and bigger ones at the car. One of our neighbors that heard all the commotion outside and saw two little kids doing something we should have never been doing in the first place. Yep, exactly. Trust me, to this day, I thank God for that old man. This old guy just started screaming at us, saying, Hey, you two little fools, what in the world are you thinking? I'm calling the cops right now. You two better stop that. Pause. He was actually cursing at us, but I'm not going to curse in my book. And, you know, so I just wrote fools. This guy was going out yelling. And, dude, I was so terrified. I was like, oh, man. Me and my friend ran. And and I was just like, dude. Yeah. 
All I remember is jumping on my scooter <laughs> and rolling away as fast as possible. Not even thinking of looking back. Eventually, when the fear went away, we both calmed down a bit. My friend and I figured we were far enough from home, so we stopped ro ro rolling and just began to laugh. And we both agreed to never do that again. The fear of being arrested by cops at 12 years old made us wait all day outside until night came for us to finally go back. Oh, what I meant by that is like we were we didn't even stay next to our neighborhood. When after that guy that happened, we left. We ran into another neighborhood that we knew some people at. We stayed there all day just hiding. We were freaking out because it's dangerous. You know, it could have caused a lot of bad accidents. Oh, thank God, man. Thank God. I know you must be saying, why would you be throwing rocks at a car in the first place? It can cause accidents. Well, my answer is I was young, just living the life of a young and adventurous boy. Who, so back to the topic at hand. <laughs> I was dumb. I was dumb, man. It's okay. Even though my story wasn't the best example of someone stepping into the light and more of running away from the consequences, we can still get an important lesson on the, on. The shame of when we try to hide our sins or problems from th those we loved God. That old man screamed so loud at us with his promise of calling the cop, the police on two little kids that put so much fear into uh, so much fe so much fear into my friend and me that we never told our parents or another living soul until years later. Yeah, so that's what I meant to say. Is yeah, I was so afraid of what I did and ashamed of what I did that I kind of kept it quiet. I was always like, dude, even walking by that place, I was always like, oh, man, I can't believe I did that. I remember how for years we didn't walk or go near the place in, in, uh, in fear of our past showing up again. Shame caused fear to enter my heart, so I kept quiet about it. I did it for years. As I got older and understood how life-threatening my actions were, I became even more ashamed of, my, of myself. When I was thinking about it, I am grateful that the old man, of, for that old man. I could have been, it could have been really dark. It could have been a really dark day in my life. So, so you may not see, need someone to yell at you to stop you from lying, to remind, to remain in hiding. But you definitely need to help, help, definitely need help to step into the light before a major problem. This is our, this is out of your control. Oh my gosh, I am sorry. Problems that is out of your control happens. Do not let fear bring you into shame. Fear is a men mental prison. It's a hopeless and humiliating place to be stuck. When we lie and hide in darkness, fear comes to keep us from confronting the light. Then... Shame keeps us in chains until we bring, begin to see our chains unbreakable. So we don't believe we can break this bad habit. John C. Maxwell gives the story of an elephant who could not unchain himself from the smallest pole due to the elephant's broken mentality. For when we just, when, for when he was just a small calf, this elephant was strapped to a big, much bigger, uh, stronger pull and as much as he pulled away he could not be set free this is what the shame fear does in the life of a believer I was lucky enough to have that old man to step out and yell at me 
what I was doing. We did not realize the kind of accidents we could cause in our m mischievous ways. Renou renounce your mischievous ways before it's too late. But we have renounced the hidden things of shame, not walking in craftiness nor hiding the word of God, deceitful, but the manifestation of the truth, commanding, con ma condemning ourselves to every man's con con uh, conscience in the sight of God. Second Corinthians 4.2 Once again, if you have struggled with lying and have walked in deception, it's it is time to let go and cut off all ties from this darkness. Find a reasonable leader who you can depend on for help. Bring what you hide into the darkness, into the light your, yourself. Then wait for the issue to get out of hand, out of control. Just as the old man yelled at my friend and me to stop throwing the rocks, we needed someone to knock some sense into our heads. Now, yelling is, a never, is never a good approach when dealing with a sensitive issue, but when we make a commitment with someone to be able to speak into our lives with authority, to keep us accountable, so not to go back to our mistakes or foolish ideas, we must respect their words of correction our, over our actions. For us to stay in truth, this is where we begin to walk into the light and we will be able to wear the belt of truth. Lies and deception... Lies and deception in the life of a Christian is when we believe we don't need to share our failures. The mentality that we must hide in the darkness and let no one see our damaged souls. So I challenge you to walk in the truth and to stay on the path towards earning the armor of God. In this final step, first step, in this first step, we must learn to walk in transparency with our leaders, peers, and not fooling our brothers and sisters, but finding freedom in the light so we may move forward in the process of becoming a soldier. Now we move into righteousness. That is the end of chapter 3 of the book uh, of receiving the belt of truth. Uh, again, this is my first time writing. Me reading back, I could, I could see the flaws of where I could make this that chapter way more a lot better to me I think the writing can improve so much more you know I'm criticizing myself because yeah I'm looking back this is the first time reading back and this and and like a like a, it's been like a year or so since I read, wrote this book I think maybe two years yeah because I've been married for two years so it's been two years since I wrote this book I have gotten a lot better I, 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 I like to think but yeah the point of writing that story about me throwing the rock like it's like it's so hard to put that connection with lying, but it, I was just trying to bring a true story that at least could get somebody to react and be like, "Oh, this is interesting. I never heard of this before," you know? Because the they, we do have a like I gave the example of porn, you know, in marriage, you can't have lies. You can't like you know you have to be honest about those things, and that's true. But I feel like that's everybody gives that. It's like, that's the first thing. I was like, I don't want to do that again. Let me try to write something else. And at the time, I wasn't married. When I was writing the book, I wasn't married. So I didn't really know much. I couldn't really speak much about being married. I just knew that that was an issue that marriage, that can happen in marriage, especially nowadays. And I know that that's the step. You have to be honest. You have to be transparent with your spouse. But since I wasn't married, I was like, let me write a unique story that happened to me when I was young. And dumb, 
and I've been ashamed of it, and I never told anybody, but it really didn't have effect on whatever, but it, it, it's just something that maybe somebody else has something darker, or it's something more serious, and they are ashamed. I'm ashamed of that story, because it's just a dumb story, and I can't believe it. I'm like, oh, man. But, yeah, letting letting people know that, hey, you have flaws, you did this, you know, but you can move forward. Uh, that's the that's the point of holding on to the double truth is not lying, not be not being afraid of criticism and all this stuff. Because the only thing that matters is what God thinks of us. If we're holding back, we're lying to everybody. You know, God knows we're a liar. But if we're being honest, we're being truthful, we're doing our best. You know, we can we can hold on to the belt of truth. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it, but I'm, I'm telling you, this was my first book. That's why I'm making this audio, because I know not not a lot of people will write it, read it. And this was a sermon. Everything here is more of a sermon. So in writing these chapters, uh, I have more to say than I actually wrote, because I was like, I don't, I'm going to keep it short, because I know no one's going to read. You know, in my, in my mind, I was like, nobody's going to read this book. I'm nobody. So I just did it just to do it. And now that I'm uh, doing this podcast, I feel like it's a way where I can ex- express this book to a to what it should have been a uh, preaching way. But I'm not preaching to you because that sermon thing is on its own. But this book, I'm trying to present it to you and how it could have been or what it's what it's supposed to bring. You know, the idea that you can't just be lying. You can't just read Oh, I'm going to have the belt of truth. Now I have the belt of truth and then go out and lie. Or you can't have things you're hiding throughout your life that you've been ashamed of. And then you hold the belt of truth. That's that's not true. You know, the enemy's going to see right through that. We can't. Your neighbor, your brothers and sisters can't. But the enemy knows you. God knows you. And that's that's the one. That's the, the moments that we can't hold ourselves. You know, so thank you for listening. I appreciate it. Uh, I'm going to keep reading, finish this book with you guys. And then after I'm done finishing this book, I'll go and start a different. We're going to start talking more. We'll have more topics of uh, uh, in this podcast. But right now, I just wanted to have at least the, uh, a few episodes of the first few episodes I have of the book. So that way at least somebody can go back and read and be like, oh, I'm interested. And if you want to support me, not just by listening to this, but you want to go out there and buy it, you know. Thank you so much. Have a good one. Don't forget, it's always a good day. Appreciate it. Bye.